0: Welcome to Quills and Cliffhangers, the podcast that reviews the best of vintage and modern literature. Quills and Cliffhangers is produced by Steve's Book Decor, your resource for decorative book sets for home, office, and weddings. And now, the host of our program, Jane, our Director of Marketing, with today's show. Hello everyone! We are thrilled to announce that we have located a copy of the rare and wonderful 1911 book Nonsense Novels by Stephen Leacock. This Canadian author was one of the most popular humorists of the early 20th century. His work amused and inspired many people, including the great master of absurd comedy, Groucho Marx. Nonsense Novels is a collection of Stephen Leacock's parodies of ghost stories, historical romances, and other literary genres. Here, condensed for time, is an excerpt from his famous satire of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, Maddened by Mystery or The Defective Detective by Stephen Leacock. The great detective sat in his office. He wore a long green gown and half a dozen secret badges pinned to the outside of it. Three or four pairs of false whiskers hung on a whisker stand beside him. Goggles, blue spectacles, and motor glasses lay within easy reach. He could completely disguise himself at a second's notice. His face was absolutely impenetrable. A pile of cryptograms lay on the desk. The great detective hastily tore them open, one after the other, solved them, and threw them down the cryptogram chute at his side. There was a rap at the door. The great detective adjusted a pair of false black whiskers and cried, Come in! His secretary entered. Ha! said the detective. It is you. He laid aside his disguise. Sir, said the young man in intense excitement, a mystery has been committed. Ha! said the great detective, his eye kindling. Is it such as to completely baffle the police of the entire continent? They are so completely baffled with it, said the secretary, that they are lying, collapsed in heaps so said the detective and is the mystery one that is absolutely unparalleled in the whole recorded annals of the london police it is and it is connected i presume with the highest diplomatic consequences so that if we fail to solve it england will be at war with the whole world in 16 minutes his secretary still quivering with excitement again answered yes And finally, said the great detective, I presume that it was committed in broad daylight in some such place as the entrance of the Bank of England, or in the cloakroom of the House of Commons, and under the very eyes of the police. Those, said the secretary, are the very conditions of the mystery. Good, said the great detective. Now wrap yourself in this disguise. Put on these brown whiskers and tell me what it is. The secretary whispered in the ear of the great detective, The Prince of Württemberg has been kidnapped. The great detective bounded from his chair. A prince stolen, evidently a bourbon, the scion of one of the oldest families in Europe kidnapped. Here was a mystery indeed worthy of his analytical brain. His mind began to move like lightning. Stop, he said. How do you know this? The secretary handed him a telegram. It was from the Prefect of Police of Paris. It read, the Prince of Württemberg stolen, probably forwarded to London. Must have him here for the opening day of exhibition. £1,000 reward. So, the prince had been kidnapped out of Paris at the very time when his appearance at the International Exposition would have been a political event of the first magnitude. With the great detective to think was to act, and to act was to think, frequently he could do both together. Wire to Paris for a description of the prince. The secretary bowed and left. There was a loud rapping at the door. There entered the Countess of Dashley. She was all in furs. She was the most beautiful woman in England. She strode imperiously into the room. She seized a chair imperiously and seated herself on it, imperial side up. She took off her tiara of diamonds and put it on the tiara holder beside her. She took off and uncoiled her boa of pearls and put it on the pearl stand. "'You have come,' said the great detective, about the Prince of Württemberg. "'Wretched little pup,' said the Countess of Dashley, in disgust. So, a further complication. The Countess denounced the young Bourbon as a pup. "'You are interested in him, I believe?' Interested, said the Countess. I should rather say so. Why, I bred him, and I've got 10,000 pounds upon his chances, so no wonder I want him back in Paris. The Countess resumed her tiara. She left. The Secretary re-entered. I have three telegrams from Paris, he said. They are completely baffling. He handed over the first telegram. It read... The Prince of Wurttemberg has a long, wet snout, broad ears, very long body, and short hind legs. The great detective looked puzzled. He read the second telegram. The Prince of Wurttemberg is easily recognized by his deep bark. And then the third. The Prince of Wurttemberg can be recognized by a patch of white hair across the center of his back. The two men looked at one another. The mystery was maddening, impenetrable. The great detective rose. He wrapped himself in a long black cloak with white whiskers and blue spectacles attached. Completely disguised, he issued forth. For four days, he visited every corner of London. The search proved fruitless. Two young men were arrested under suspicion of being the Prince, only to be released. The identification was incomplete in each case. One had a long, wet snout but no hair on his back. The other had hair on his back but couldn't bark. Neither of them was the young Bourbon. Still undismayed, the great detective made his way into the home of the Countess of Dashley. Then at last, a clue came which gave him a solution of the mystery. On the wall of the Countess's boudoir was a large framed engraving. It was a portrait. Under it was a printed legend, the Prince of Württemberg. The portrait was that of a Dachshund. The long body, the broad ears, the unclipped tail, the short hind legs, all was there. In a fraction of a second, the lightning mind of the great detective had penetrated the whole mystery. The prince was a dog. He summoned a passing hansom, and in a few moments was at his house. I have it, he gasped to his secretary. The mystery is solved. I have pieced it together by sheer analysis. I have reasoned it out. Listen, hind legs. Hair on back? Wet snout? Pup? A what? Does that suggest nothing to you? Nothing, said his secretary. It seems perfectly hopeless. The great detective, now recovered from his excitement, smiled faintly. It means simply this, my dear fellow. The Prince of Wurttemberg is a dog. A prize doctioned. The Countess of Dashley bred him, and he is worth some £25,000, in addition to the prize of £10,000 offered at the Paris dog show. At that moment, the great detective was interrupted by the scream of a woman. The Countess of Dashley dashed into the room. Her face was wild. Her tiara was in disorder. Her pearls were dripping all over the place. She wrung her hands and moaned. They have cut his tail, she gasped, and taken all the hair off his back. What can I do? I am undone. Madam, said the great detective, calm as bronze. I can save you yet. You? Me? How? This is how the prince was to have been shown at Paris. The countess nodded. Your fortune was staked on him?" The Countess nodded again. The dog was stolen, carried to London, his tail cut, and his marks disfigured. Amazed at the quiet penetration of the great detective, the Countess kept on nodding and nodding. "'And you were ruined?' "'I am,' she gasped and sank to the floor in a heap of pearls. "'Madam,' said the great detective, "'all is not lost.' He straightened himself up to his full height. A look of inflexible unflexibility flickered over his features. The honor of England and the fortune of the most beautiful woman in England were at stake. I will do it, he murmured. Rise, dear lady, he continued. Fear nothing. I will impersonate the dog. That night, the great detective might have been seen on the deck of the Calais packet boat with his secretary. He was on his hands and knees in a long black cloak, and his secretary had him on a short chain. He barked at the waves exultingly and licked the secretary's hand. What a beautiful dog, said the passengers. The disguise was absolutely complete. The great detective had been coated over with dog hairs. The markings on his back were perfect. Next day, he was exhibited in the Doction class at the international show. He won all hearts. The great detective took the first prize. The fortune of the countess was saved. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Steve's Book Decor, I look forward to visiting with you again. Until next time, remember to keep your nose in a book and your thoughts in the clouds. The Quills and Cliffhangers podcast is produced by Steve's Book Decor, sellers of fine collectible antique and vintage books. Our store is open 24-7 for your shopping convenience at www.stevesbookdacor.fc.com.